Welcome back everyone to Talking It Out with Mike and Brian. And today we are gonna be talking about the role of communication in the modern family. And today's special guest is Corey Wharton. To our listening fam, we definitely appreciate you guys for giving us your feedback to the questions that we've been asking on our personal IGs as well as uh, Talking It Out BN's IG page. Make sure you go follow and subscribe. It's about communication in the modern family. So we're gonna talk it out about a few of those. I mean, I think the overall theme as far as communication and especially with what we are going to talk about with Corey is co-parenting. And I think that it's very key that at the end of the day, you focus on the child. You know, you want to avoid any type of negative interactions and you just want to put aside all your differences when it comes to the parent, you know, be mature adults about it and do what's in the best interest of the child. That's what I that's what I pretty much take away from it. I think that, of course, that goes without saying to be mature adults, but I think it's, you know, emotions get involved, right? I I can't imagine being in love with this person, having a child with this person, and now this person is in a committed, loving uh, relationship with someone else. Yeah. Like, I ain't going to front. That would be extremely hard for me. Uh, I would have to, you know, dig deep and find some maturity uh, and just be introspective and, and, and quite honestly grow in another level. I've never had to deal with that. Um, I know my mom and my father have had to deal with that. Yeah, and I, sh- I just more power to him, to be honest. Like, no, you, I mean it's totally difficult. I mean, I mean, like you said, feelings are involved, and you know, if you're single, you know, and they're over there having a great time, all lovey dovey, and they're moving on with their lives, and then you got the kid involved, and the kid's getting involved with the other, with the, with the your spouse's or your ex spouse's partner or whatnot. That's that's really tough, but. At the end of the day, the kids are very impressionable. If they're young, they're gonna yes, they're gonna see that, yes. what the what the interaction is with you and your ex. And if it's toxic, if it's a toxic environment, I mean, you know, just because mommy and daddy can't get along, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, they may grow up with all that baggage, and it may affect them as an adult. And you know, obviously, you want like a goal of, of a parent is to provide a positive, nurturing and loving environment for their kids so they be go, grow up to become, you know, successful, well, well-mannered and, and just uh, uh, put together adults. You know, my, uh, I remember being in a relationship and I remember saying, my mom used to always say, uh, treat people how you want to be treated, right? But I thought about when I was in that relationship, how can you treat somebody how you want to be treated when you never were treated how you want to be treated, right? And so I'll take that from a parenting aspect because I know a lot of uh, kids that have these parents that aren't necessarily quote unquote ideal parents, not because of anything financial or anything material, but just simply the way that they talk to their kids and things of that nature. And so I wonder if they're, if that has something to do with the way they were spoken to as when they were children and things of that. But uh, I like what you said about kids being impressionable because one of our audience members has said, and I quote, with my stepson, I do my best to be a positive role model in his life and an additional support system for him. Um, I also make sure to always be respectful when talking about his birth mom, end quote. Mm. And for me, yeah. that's huge, right? That's, that's, that's absolutely huge. I know, well, for one, uh, my stepmom, uh, she, we, ha- we have a great relationship, and I have a great relationship with my mom, obviously, of course. Uh, but I know other people out there they may be hearing the snarky comments from their parents about their other parent, right? And like these backhanded compliments and things of that nature. And that child 
whoever that child has more of a trust with will start to build up resentment for that parent that they're discussing. So that that has to be hard in and of itself because a child, you don't know what's right. Yeah, it kind of puts the, the child in a difficult role of having to pick the parent to believe pretty much. And yeah. it's just, that's probably one of the biggest keys is you never want to put down your ex-partner in front of the kids. Like you always want to speak positively of them. And, you know, you got to watch out because a lot of times you may, it's not just face-to-face communication with the kid. You may be talking on the phone with the relative and, you know, giving them all the tea about what your ex-partner did. And in the background, your kid's listening and they hear that too. So you just got to be careful at all times with how you speak about your ex. You know, it ain't even just, I don't even think it's just speaking about your ex. This goes for the people that are the step parent to a child uh, that isn't biologically yours, but you know, you've chosen, you've, you, you've said, I'm going to love this child as if it were my own child. Absolutely. I know so many times they don't treat their stepchild just as good as they treat their birth child. Right. It's almost as if, oh, you're the redheaded stepchild. Right. Yeah. And that that does things to those little kids. You know, it definitely does. And it, it plays a role in that regard. And it's just we, we've heard the term the redheaded stepchild and how they must feel. Right. Do they do. They, do you think they know? Like if you let's say Rachel had a child from a previous relationship. Yeah. And then you and Rachel have a child. Like, how do you. Do you love that child as much as you guys own child? Of course you will. Right. But then you have to make sure that you don't do any of these microaggressions. And I think some people don't even recognize what they're doing in the terms of that. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I could totally see that angle because my dad was actually married prior to marrying my mom and he had three kids. So he basically came into the relationship with my mom with three kids and yeah. my mom had me. So, you know, she, of course she loves you. I mean, imagine she, she went through a lot. I mean, a man with yeah. three kids. I mean, that's, that's hey, some baggage for your ass. First off, you honey, your dad must got some smooth words and your mama must be forgiven. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely, uh, he definitely had to do some work, but you know, she fell in love with them and you know, it was a very, uh, you know, old school love, obviously, but, you know, she loved those kids growing up. But at the same time, it was hard because, I mean, I came out of her body. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's it's yeah, just that's what I'm saying. It got to be to hard. her. It felt different. Yeah. Like, how, like, and I appreciate that angle. Right. We as men obviously don't have that same connection as women do because we don't birth children. But correct. I can only imagine, like, if I'm a woman, even as a man, like knowing that, yo, this kid is literally a part. My DNA is within this child. But then to love another child just as much, that takes a, I, I salute all those parents, all those step parents. I truly do salute them. Uh, the ones that don't give microaggressions or anything of that nature is definitely a salute to all of you out there. And that one of our fans also said, always speak in a way that you feel always speak in a way that you would be OK with being recorded. Mm. I found that to be a like a, that was like a, a sermon. I was like, hmm, I don't I don't. I don't know if I necessarily like that, right? I, I, I understand the standpoint on making sure you don't say something out of line, right? Yeah. But I don't ever want to feel as if I'm walking on eggshells with my child, right? I, how, how do you do that? Yeah, but I mean, if at the same time, it's like if you don't show respect for that other person, your ex, I mean, there's a chance that 
he it may be ingrained in his mind or her mind and then she's going to go ahead and possibly disrespect the parent because it's like oh wow if dad doesn't respect her then you know why that's should real. i that's that, you know real I mean? and, that, and that, that that sucks bro like I, even if they're true like you. even if it's like yo for real this is honest you know even if the comment is true it's like again you're going to you're going to put that child in a in a position that, that has to be gonna hard. Maybe despise yo. the other person. You know what I'm saying? And that, and you don't want that. That has to be hard. I mean, imagine. Let Let's say me. I I don't want to say nothing bad against you. Let's say I was a Rolling Stone, right? That it was a Rolling Stone. <laughs> hey, I thought you had the second line. <laughs> nah, <laughs> bro, that's all you. That's all you. I was all right. So let's say continue. I was a Ro- Let's say I was Rolling Stone. Had like six, seven kids or whatever, and like I got six, seven baby mamas. I'm future. I got six, seven baby mamas. Hey, I got six, gran- seven my kids. My grandfather was a Rolling Stone. Like, how do you expect that mother to not say something, right? Like, why? It's like I almost want to say, why did he? But at that point, does he even? At that point, does he even? I don't even think he has a say anymore. He's like, yeah, like why did she say? Yeah, she's probably right. (laughs) Yeah, like there, there, there has to come a certain point. It's like, why am I protecting your dumb ass? Like, these are the things that you've done. You know, I'm not going to say anything crazy, but at the same time, if my child asks where mama at. Mama working. She's been working. That's where she work at, son. Or this is she she hasn't been home in five years because that's where she works at. Yeah. I, I don't know. It just I think that what I'm trying to say is kids are curious, right? That's the beautiful thing about being a child. And how as a parent do you ask some do you answer some of the questions that they ask about their parent that isn't there? I mean, but don't you think that's that's a segue into the parents communicating? And being like, look, our kid is going to have these questions. We need to basically come up with a game plan in order to best, you know, answer those questions and raise this child in a a very in a good manner. So I think that's something where now, granted, the parents may not be on the best of terms and that's that's not good either. But I'm kind of getting to that point. Like we all we all understand that in a perfect world, the way to co-parent is, you know, let's keep it 100. We're two adults. Right. But how do you co-parent when one of the parents is a straight asshole? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's hard. It's hard, yeah. right? Like it just, it genuinely is. It, it truly is. It's like any relationship. It's tug of war. And if we're both not tugging at it and trying to make it good, someone's going to fall down. Someone's going to fall into the mud, right? And yeah. so it takes two to tango to make a child and it takes two to tango to raise a child. And so I just I feel know. bad for those parents that got... A deadbeat old other parent, right? Whether yeah. you're a woman or a man. Let me yeah. ask you this, bro. Ooh, I'm gonna get in trouble from the from the fans. Hold on, hold on. Hold that thought. At the end of the day, though, like I was actually doing some research on this. It's you definitely want to encourage that child to have a healthy relationship with the other parent, if possible. Like obviously, what you said, if they're, you know, if they have a history of violence or drugs or alcohol abuse, obviously that's an extenuating circumstance but there was a research that suggested that children do better after a divorce if they have positive and healthy relationships with both parents which i mean i, I feel like I is a given but yeah i agree you know, so just to to finish off on that point i like that you said that because that's that's a lecture that's a sermon for someone out there listening right yeah that, that are in a relationship uh be solely because of the children but if the relationship is tumultuous then they may need to you know let that relationship go for the better another child. So I appreciate you saying that. I mean, that. think about it. If they're fighting constantly, like them growing up, and that's all this kid's hearing, 
Yeah. You know, think about how they're going to be an adult. They're going to be very resentful towards them. And, you know, it's going to mess up their interpersonal relationships and, you know, it could lead them down a, a dark path. So, you know, the, the, the more harmonious, the more happy a home that they grow up in, like regardless of whether they're the two parents are separated, if they see that, you know what, the parents did a great job with me. They love each other, even though they're mm-hmm. not in love with each other anymore. And they both have their own separate lives with other people you know, they still come together to love me as much as possible. I think that's that's the way to go. I think that teaches something so much in the child, like about actions, right? Yeah. It teaches maturity. respect. Yeah, maturity, maturity respect. Right? Like as you as a child becomes an adult and they see the dynamic, they're like, oh, wow. OK, I'm understanding now as because you can't some things you're not going to tell a child or they just may not understand. But when they grow up and they see the dynamic that you guys have, that's a lot of respect in that regard. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. I was going to ask you, bro, but I don't know if you want to get into it, but like, obviously you grew up in a female dominant household as far as like the, I mean, just getting to know you a little bit more and getting our audience to know you a little bit more, like growing up, like who were the, the male figures in your life that helped you be, become the, the, the amazing man that you are today. Appreciate that. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to grow into amazing. Uh, I mean, my dad was around, right? But there were there were points in times where we didn't live in the same state. Uh, okay. But then, but then there also were times where we did live in the same state, right? Uh, he's military, so you know that, you know, he, when when you're military, you gotta do what you gotta do. So for me, I would say, my mom dated this one dude for like two three years, um, and then I I just had a, a, a abundance of cousins of male cousins, okay. right? And I just watched what my cousins would do. I, but but then also, my mom tried to like almost not allow us to see our cousins as much. She wanted that was her way of protecting us in some kind of way because I grew up in necessarily uh, environments you may not want your child to grow up into, uh, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so, I think my mom wanted to shelter us and protect us in that regard. And so there, it was just instinct, like on what to do. Like there's this whole argument about can a woman raise a man, right? And I think the answer is yes. Right. I, I was about think, to ask you that. Like, do you feel like your mom took on both roles? My mom, was, I, bro, my mom was very stern. <laughs> she is very stern. And I think that in itself helped quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I think having a younger sister that looked up to me helped even more. Right. So if I were to do something, I remember one of my homies, I ain't going to say his name. I came over to his house. He was uh, sleeping with this girl downstairs and when i say sleeping they weren't actually sleep right and okay i said i said bro you got sisters upstairs right now i said your sisters are literally going to be watching you and so for me to have a little sister i think helped out quite a bit into becoming the man i am today um because like you wanted, had to set an example yeah to me it was an example type thing right i want to be in the, now if i was just if it was just me and some younger brothers oh, shit, i'd probably be totally different <laughs> seriously yeah 
No, I totally mean. feel you on that. Totally feel you on that. What about you? Because you grew up kind of in a similar environment. I mean, honestly, bro, my siblings didn't come over till. I mean, my sister. She she was here because here's the thing. I mean, you couldn't ask for a more opposite situation because my dad married a German woman, right? Okay. Okay. An Austrian woman, excuse me, and you know, very, very serious, and then divorced they got divorced they had three kids who all all my brothers and sisters lived in europe and then he got divorced and oh, then wow. married my mom who's like a little firecracker like totally opposite um and then they only had me so for the most part like growing up like when i was really young i was the only child so okay yeah i mean i you know growing up in a hispanic household you know they showered me with love and affection i mean yeah i was probably spoiled a little bit you know in my earlier years but then my siblings started coming over and they actually were grew up in the states so my sister lived with us and then my brother came over maybe like just before high school so yeah man it was like i finally had those those siblings and those uh you know other people besides the adults the real adults like my parents in the picture to kind of like follow and you know i i just latched onto them i grew up and Loved everything that they did, their music, everything they did, you know, soccer. Yeah. I got into soccer with them. I mean, it was it was amazing growing up. I remember seeing my dad during the summer times, and I think that that was very helpful as well. Bro, I cannot imagine being a single child. I I, I oh Lord. I can't imagine that. <sighs> yeah. No, it's 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 not tough, I'm not gonna say, because at the end of the day, it's like I got all the attention, you know what I'm saying? Especially like yeah. when my siblings weren't around. I mean, it was, and it was crazy because I would always get jealous. I remember when I was really little, my brothers would come over from Europe. And of course, my dad hadn't seen them in forever. So they would come over for like weeks at a time. Maybe they would stay a month. And I was super happy that they were coming because I, you know, I got to play with them and I got to enjoy with them. But at the same time, my dad would show them a ton of love, you know, because they were only there for a short amount of time and they were going back. Like he had me year round. So yeah. I remember I would just get so jealous because he would want to hang out with them more. But I was a little kid. I didn't understand. You know what I mean? It's like now as an adult, it's like, duh, it's like that's how it should be. But, you know, as a little kid, it's like, wait a minute. I just went from getting all the love to now you're like spreading it around. I don't I don't know about this. I don't like this. Yeah, but it's, I, it's totally understandable. I uh, I can see that definitely from a single child, bro. I think that uh, my child won't 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 have to suffer being the only child. But uh, let's get into it, bro. You know, today we're talking about the role of communication, the modern family. Uh, who else better to talk to uh, than the person who is definitely in a modern family of the 2020s? Uh, the one and only Corey Warden from MTV's every single show they got on there. <laughs> the veteran, the OG Corey of MTV. Let's go. Right. You're the first MTV person we had on, so congrats. I wish we had a Man. rose, you know, we'll give you yeah, a Yeah, there we go. A little bit of that Bachelor action. I like that. Yeah, we'll give but you no, a But no, man, love. thank you guys for having me. Um, thanks for the opportunity. And uh, yeah, man. Absolutely. So, Corey, we want to basically discuss the role of communication in the modern family. That's basically our, our subject for today. It's so everything. Communication that's, is everything, man. That's everything, man. So I want to start off with, I had read that your ex uh, and the mother of your first daughter, she mm -hmm. said that you guys have mastered co-parenting. All right. So talk about that. Talk yeah. about your success and give us advice for other couples out there to 
be successful with co-parenting? What's the one, two, three? So, yeah, I wish I had that answer for everybody, but um, I'll be a rich man. My biggest thing is, right, I'm going to talk on my experience in my relationship with co-parenting and kind of how we got to where we are now, right? Cheyenne said we mastered it. You know, I'm not scared to say the same. I feel like we do a hell of a job. And um, I always like to tell people, me and Cheyenne's story is a little bit different because we never were in love. We never dated. You know, so I'm talking to that side of co-parenting. It would be a lot different if, um, you know, I dated Cheyenne and we were sitting there texting each other. I love you going on dates and this and that. You know, God just blessed me with a beautiful daughter. We had a good time in New York before our reunion. And um, and now I have the biggest blessing of my life, you know, with Ryder and then my newest one, Mila. So I would just say, man, <laughs> Yeah, me and Cheyenne, we just communicate. <laughs> we always try to put Ryder first. Um, and it's going to get messy. You know what I mean? I don't want people to look at my Instagram and look at hers and be like, oh, my gosh, everything's always great. You know, it's not. We have to have those serious talks. You know, we have those awkward moments when she's like, hey, Corey, I'm dating somebody else. This person is going to be in my household around your daughter. He will be sleeping in my house. He might not be sleeping in bed with us, but he's sleeping on the couch. And me as a man. It took me a while to adjust, right? Can you I'm talk about prideful. that? Before? Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I was very prideful. So when that first came across, I wanted to talk to my dad because he's been in that situation before. I wanted to talk to people who have been there because that, that's how I want to soak up the knowledge. Um, and I just had to put my pride aside. You know, I talked to him. I made sure that he seemed like a good guy and whatnot. And it's almost like I had to put my faith in Cheyenne, knowing that she's such an excellent mother that, she's not going to ever put my daughter in harm, you know, and that's something that I feel like over time I had to prove to her um, that I would do the same, you know? So um, yeah, I'm getting off that's pace, right. but yeah. No, that's good, bro. I mean, you, you made a good point. Uh, something that I think that we all could do and we can find wisdom in that. Something that when we don't know the answer to it, we go to someone that we love and trust. Like you said, you went to mm -hmm. your father about it. So yep. that's not, you're not going off pace, bro. That's just real talk. Right. Yeah. Can you talk about, I, I like how you was straight up and you said, you know, Cheyenne and I weren't in love. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. we never truly dated. I don't right. know the ins and outs of your relationship with her. And so I think that does change things a little bit with how right. she may date with a new guy and how your pride still mm -hmm. may be there. Just as we all got a little ego, but it's not necessarily it's going to be as big because y'all never fully dated. How is that? Right. How is that relationship between Cheyenne and your current girlfriend now? How does that dynamic work? Was that ever... So my biggest thing is, yeah. you know, I've only brought one female around Ryder and that's been Taylor. I've dated Taylor for the past like three years. Um, and ever since I told Taylor about Ryder before I kind of like introduced to the world that, hey, I have a daughter. Because I found out Ryder was mine when Ryder was six months old. We had the DNA test done. Boom. Found out. Had to go on the show called X on the Beach. Did that. That's when I met Taylor. So on the show, I was like, just so you know, I have a daughter that the world doesn't know about yet. <laughs> you know, well, hold on, I just hold on, found hold on, out hold on, about it two weeks back, ago. Let's, let me unravel it right because I never watched uh, that show. Yeah. Like, yeah. hold up. You said you found out that you have Ryder six months after. Uh, Ryder was born. After she was born. Then you had to immediately leave for a show? I was already scheduled, already signed the contract to go on the wow. show called X on the Beach. How does that so affect you mentally, So I was faced bro? with this. Um, it affected me, but at the same time, I didn't even jump into that world quite yet. Cause I was only a dad for about 13 days before I left. 
So it's all new. And I knew like after I get back from filming this show that, okay, I'm going to, I'm a father. You know what I mean? Like, um, so it was a lot, man. It was a lot going on at that time. But um, just back to how my girlfriend always had my back. You know, I told her about, hey, I got a daughter that no one knows about. She was like, I love it. I want to meet her. Like, I'm like, you know, I'm not with the mother, but it is and what it is. And she at, stood by my side through it all. And what's that like for, you know, as a father explaining to the daughter mm-hmm. you know, or, or a son out there, whoever it is, like, how do, how do you yeah. go about that and telling them about you're bringing somebody new into the picture? I think for me, it's um, like when you're dating somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, are you saying like you brought well, Taylor on yeah, and for, you told Taylor she was right. all about it. But like now you got to yeah. tell Ryder about Taylor. Right. So luckily for me, I've only brought um, Taylor around Ryder since she's been in Ryder's life since Ryder was seven months old. Okay. You know, so there wasn't any, there wasn't a talk that needed to be had. She was too young. It was young like a transition time. period but, that had to take place. Yeah, it wasn't as as like now. It would show. be different. Okay. Ryder's smart now, so gotcha. like if I were to date somebody else, I would have to have this conversation with Ryder and kind of break it down to her as much as you can to a four-year-old. You know, <laughs> she's only four, but at the same time, I want to make sure that she knows because she is very smart. I get to see Ryder every Friday through Monday, and then she goes to her mom's house Monday to Friday and we've kept the same schedule since she was born. And it's made the, it's made everything pretty natural. Like, honestly, like I don't, if Cheyenne's going on vacation, she'll hit me up. I'm gone these weeks, bet I'll have Ryder, you know, um, if we're going on vacation, okay. She can watch Ryder. We're very relaxed parents. We're on a very like text base. Okay. Hey, can you watch Ryder Friday? Da, 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 da. You know? So I think another part of co-parenting is consistency. And I'll talk about that mm. real quick. And that's mm. just, like I said, with Ryder's schedule, Ryder knows every Friday you're going to your dad's house and every Monday you're going back to your mom's. You know, we've kind of kept the same schedule since she was little. And I feel like that's contributed a lot to her growth and who she is as a person. And she's smart for only being four. She understands a lot. Um, but, yeah, just consistency. Um, I think that's key in co-parenting. And what about so like with Cheyenne, I mean, obviously you guys started, you know, there wasn't a whole it sounds like you there wasn't a whole lot of feeling there initially. Mm-mm. So has it been, you know, when you're interacting with her, is it mainly all about Ryder and you guys stick to that like you're consistent in that way or does, mean, do feelings like, sometimes get involved there? Um, It's never that, but we're like best friends. Shy's like a dude. Like I'll kick back <laughs> and say a joke and we'll laugh about it. Like That's for real, dude. like she'll tell you that. Like she, she's really cool. Like, um, we, we make a great team. We make a great team. It's never any of that. Like I'm super happy for her. She's pregnant, about to have another baby in a happy relationship. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, yes, because when she wasn't with anybody, you know, I was catching a lot of those blows. So I'm just glad that like, Mm. she can be happy. She deserves happiness. I want to see nothing but the best for her. And, um, (laughs) You know, I'm happy we got to that point. Corey, that makes me, me think of my mom. Like, when she was single, I'm like, yo, can you just get a boyfriend or a husband? Because I ain't trying to be the one that you yeah. got to deal with. You, know? you need a distraction. Right? Yeah, like, <laughs> like get it, your son. You know yeah, I, go ahead. Somebody come get my moms, man. <laughs> I, I appreciate I appreciate you saying that. So, like, when yeah. Cheyenne was single, how was, how did you handle the, and this is for our audience members. Brian and I don't have children as of mm-hmm. yet. Like, how did you, right. and, and I mean, no one wants to have t- 
to co-parent, I'm sure you didn't think of that either. Like, it's not something that say, hey, I want to do this, right? So, like, what would be your advice yeah. on dealing mm-hmm. with Cheyenne and Taylor and, and, and merging that together? Respect. It's simple. It is very simple. Respect. You know what I mean? I make sure everybody in this whole thing, because there's a lot of moving pieces in my life. I make sure everybody respects each other. That's all that I ask. You know what I mean? Like, if there is a problem, we'll sit down and talk about it. Um, and everyone does a good job, man. I can't sit here and act like taking all the credit. It's just, you know, Taylor shows Cheyenne respect. Cheyenne shows Taylor respect, you know, for holidays, me and Taylor, we don't have family in LA and Cheyenne's family is very welcoming. So like, we'll go over there for a good Thanksgiving meal or yeah, we try to, we keep it real open, man. Honestly. And a lot of people find it weird and it is weird, but I'm okay with being weird. Right. It works for us. So As long as my daughter Ryder's happy, smiling, enjoying herself, and Taylor's happy, and everyone's happy, man, it, it's working for us. Hey, one of my favorite R and B artists, he got a song called uh, "What's Normal Anyway," right? By Miguel. Yeah, who's so that? So what's what? It's oh, yeah. by Miguel. What's normal anyway, right? That's how. That's what's normal yeah. in your household. As long as your daughters are happy, yeah. that's what it is, right? So I get that for sure. I mean, if we had this podcast about five years ago, before I had kids, I would be answering some of these a little differently, right? We'd be asking you a whole different set of go, questions, so. though, too. Well, I, yeah, I, mean, I was gonna say we all were at a different point. Five well, I say five years ago, I was a, I was a yellow, but, young um, buck. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, Corey. So you're. You're like a veteran on MTV. Let's just call it what it is. I mean, you've been on, on many a show. Yeah. How does the communication work when you got to go for a show? Because, I mean, I imagine you're away from your family for a month, two months at a time. I mean, you know, if you go right. far and whatnot. So right. how does that work out? Yeah. Um, it works. Um, you know, basically, um, on the show, The Challenge, you basically leave for two months if you make it all the way to the finals, right? Films twice a year. So you have the possibility of being gone for four months out of the year, which for me is just too, it's too, it's too much. It's too long for me to be out of my daughter's lives. So I limit myself to about one challenge a year. And then the beauty in shooting teen mom is that it's shot in your living room. So I Mm -hmm. still get to shoot the show, but I'm spending time around my daughters. um, I'm not leaving home. So the challenge is definitely more rough because I mean, you're going to a, different country you don't have a cell phone i get one 10 minute phone call a week you know like it's tough and it really hit me deep this time when i came back (laughs) i'm telling you man you feel like you're locked up and this time i really felt it with my youngest because she was only four months when i left oh let me hold on let me not ah, i can't talk about let me stop before i put my foot in my mouth but um (laughs) what was uh, that bro yeah i just noticed no, when I get when I got back from the challenge, I could just tell that um, you know, she didn't recognize me at the airport and that really like hit me. Yeah. I was like, damn, you know, I've been gone for X amount of months and you were only this old when I left. So like I understand, but it took her like a week or two to warm back up to me. Yeah. And it just kind of messed me up a little bit. So it's hard. It's hard on everybody, but we all try to do the best we can. That's how I bring home the bacon. Yeah. So I got to keep doing it. I mean, doing if you're it, there you for know? two months, that must mean you you got far, yeah. which obviously is uh, good for the pocket. Talk, talk to me about, like, I, I, don't, I don't have children yet. I'm 33 years old, uh, and neither does Brian. Yeah. Like, just as the homies, right? This is the, this is the male psyche podcast. B100, yeah. like, what, what changes? Outside, outside of a couple of dollars that you're losing, sure. let's be 100. 
You got less is dollars that a in the playpen? Are there toys right there? <laughs> you, I mean, you definitely do a little remodeling room, around the crib. There's toys right there. Yeah, I mean, it's just it becomes. You got to make sacrifice, warehouse. man. You got to make sacrifice for your girls or boys, whoever it is, your kids. You know, um, it's not it's not about me anymore. It's about them. You know, um, and I want to give them the best life that they can. And the sooner you realize that, um, the better you are off. And you just got to roll with the punches, bro. You're not going to be perfect every day. <laughs> How is it being a girl, dad? Yo? What, what? Like, because I feel I like it. girls are I girls are different it. than boys, right? Way I love it. Don't get me wrong. I wanted a son on this. He said, "Don't get it wrong. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted." <laughs> He's gonna be watching this in a couple sports. years. <laughs> yeah, man. So I gotta keep trying. But um, I love being a girl dad. I get to be cute with them. I get to be soft with them. We're playing like a tea party. We're playing with Barbies. Like, and that, there's something special about a bond between a father and his daughter that like. I already feel it. It's deep. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. love my son. I'm gonna punch him in the chest. But the bond <laughs> I have between my daughters is like it's deep. So, you know, we'll we'll keep trying. Though I'm two for two. For I'm sure, a girl man, dad. For sure, so. you'll get there. What they but, say, uh, love. You yeah, never man. know true love until you have a child. Dude, Something I was like about to say that. Oh, like fact, my parents yeah. tell me all the time. It's like you're not gonna know how much we love you until you have a kid. So, like, how did yeah. how did that change you inside? Like, how did like, it's a well, different type of love, that though, kid. right? So, like, yeah, yeah. Um, who the second? It's a different type of love, you know. I love my girlfriend and like a romantic. I love you, baby. Do anything for you, but when you have your blood, like your own kid, it's uh, something I can't even explain. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's different. I know you guys hear this from everyone. I don't have the words to wrap my head around what that love is. But, um, you know, I'll do anything for my daughter. So, yeah. Absolutely. That's what's, that's what's, I can't imagine yeah, man. being a, 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 a girl dad. You know, all the homies be like, yo, yeah. you're going to have this type of child. You're going to have a boy. You're going to have a girl or whatever the case may be. Did your homies always tell you you going to have girls or how was that? I've been told I'm having a Bro, the way that you treat all these women out here, you're going to have girls. Just watch. It's in so the cards for you, bro. Boom! God bless me with two perfect little daughters. Like they're both gorgeous, and oh man, my hands are gonna be full. I already know. I already know. So yeah. So He's talking guys, about we both your... probably have daughters. God, I, I'm I'm down for anything, man. Boy, girl, whatever. No, that's, that's true. <laughs> though. Corey, Corey, that's true. Corey was like the homie said, "You gonna have a you gonna have girls," and then boom, you got two girls, two beautiful <laughs> women. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So Corey. Um, We've all been on reality TV, bro. You know, and eventually yes, yes. the truth of the matter is that is, is that all our kids are going to see stuff on the Internet of what we did back in the day. I, I remember I have stuff that I regret that I did on TV. Mike, I don't know about you, bro, Corey. Yeah, maybe you did some good stuff. Maybe you <laughs> did some bad stuff. But what advice like what's that teaching moment going to look like once your daughters are of age and can actually figure out what, 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 what did daddy just do there? Or what, you know, I read this article or listen, that article. How's listen, it going to go? Fellas, I was a saint. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I was a saint. I don't know what y'all are talking about, but I was perfect. Nah, I mean, when that time comes, I just tell Ryder and I tell Mila, like, daddy wasn't perfect. Look at my dumb ass over here acting up. You know what I mean? Like being stupid. Like daddy made mistakes. That's okay. You live and you learn. You know, it's a very easy teaching point for me. 
I don't want my girls to grow up thinking that they have to be perfect. No, this is how your dad, you know, from 22 to now me being 29, I've been on television. So like I grew up on TV. I can sit back and literally say in my 20s, I grew up on television, you know, almost on TV for a decade. That's crazy. Uh, So I just let them know that daddy wasn't perfect. So don't think you have to be perfect and I'm going to love you either way. That's wild, bro. I don't know if I would – more power to you, homie. I don't know if I would want to do that. 22 to 29? Yeah, bro. I was – Yeah, I did the real I world when I was immature 22. I was when I was that age, man. Yeah. What? Oh, man. The whole different mindset. But yeah. you got to – you have to go through that stage. You have to go through that stage. I just happened to do it on national television, so it's a little yeah. different. But, yeah. you know – A little bit. Just a little gotta bit. You got to have fun with it, man. You got you to gotta live your life, and that's what I did. So. How you going to uh, – when when the girls get like into dating ages, like me as a, I don't have children yet, but me also I'll be thinking about. They ain't <laughs> they ain't dating, dating, bro. They ain't gonna be dating, like Mike Lowry and Martin <laughs> and uh, and Bad yeah, Boys just at the weird. door. You guys don't understand. I have people that DM me and they're like, "Hey, my son's four years old. He loves watching Ryder on TV. They would be so cute together." And I'm like, "What? Are people <laughs> already auctioning? That's crazy. They're auctioning off their kids yeah, for my yeah, daughter at the age of wild. four. I was like, I can't do this. Yeah, I gotta ask. But um, that's just weird. I, gotta ask. <laughs> I gotta ask you. That's, yeah, that's a, a wild concept. Like you guys know the DMs we get. Oh man, yeah. but we don't weird. have children though, so that's yeah. That's just, we don't that's get that type of DM, oh, right. but right. that's just wild. Yeah, I got I. I just always wanted to know. I thought teen mom, like you said you're 29. Like, at what point do you cannot Crazy, be on bro. the show no more? Like, as a teen, like. <laughs> I don't know. 18, 19? Until they stop like, calling, baby. Until they <laughs> stop calling, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, they need bro. those updates, man. They want to see I'm the kids 42 grow up. on that yeah. mom. I mean, I'll be, I'll tell you guys real quick, like, they needed us on the show. Not, our dynamic and our story was very crucial to what the franchise were trying to do at the time. They didn't have any black families on the show. And not only that, but a black family seen in a positive light was major for them. And when we talked to them about that and told them what we could bring to the network and what dynamic we bring, they were sold. They were like, we would love to have you on the show. Um, So I I think we started the show when Shy was like 24. I started the show when I was like 26. So yeah, the whole teen mom, I, I never thought I'd be on 16 and pregnant. That's where this show started. Oh, that's where you, okay. But okay, I'm okay, sitting okay. there. Yeah, yeah so okay, okay. 16 and pregnant, like all the girls on Teen Mom OG started from 16 teen and mom pregnant. OG. And now they're- <laughs> They added the OG. Teen Mom OG. And so they were just like, Farrah left the show. Farrah Abraham left the show. And that's who's, when we joined who's, the show. Who's favorite? I don't, I don't. Well, she she's team? just she's a uh, popular in that franchise. Yep. Okay. My I, my no dist. I just don't know her. So no, that's crazy. I, you say I don't that, even bro. Like her. So <laughs> uh, I, I don't I don't know the chick. I'm like I don't know nothing about this individual. <laughs> like because you know yeah. we come from the Bachelor. And we just had Matt James. He's the right. first black yeah. Bachelor ever. Right. Uh, he is. He's yeah. Yeah. For, salute to the. It homie. was weird that they picked him though. Why you that say was that? Weird to me. I think they should have. Because he wasn't like from the franchise, right? Like they went outside he, of the franchise. He was like indirectly from the franchise. He was like best friends with pretty much the most popular guy <laughs> in the franchise. So, and right, the, the most right. popular girl. He was best friends with both of them. So, who is right. you going to say you think they should have chosen? Do you watch the show? I mean, go ahead, bro. The people wanted to see you. 
wanted to see you. That, oh, he was no. my choice, bro. I mean, I just think choice. I just think they should have chose somebody who did the Bachelorette because that's kind of how the show goes, is my understanding. Yeah. So I think, but either way, you know, power to Matt, man. I'm real happy for him. He's setting a trend. He's doing it the right way, and you know, I don't. It's good to see, man. It's good to see. No, definitely. So when we had him on our show, since like, and you already know, bro, like you got to deal with like trolls, haters, things of that nature. For him to be the first yeah. black bachelor during like the Trump administration, all the things that took place last year, it was just wild. And so we had to ask him, like, how does it feel basically represent for that community? Right. And you said uh, they needed mm-hmm. y'all on your show because like they needed beautiful black family. How does that for you? Like, how was there any pressure on your shoulders or your uh, Cheyenne shoulders or Taylor shoulders? Um, I've never f- felt like it was pressure because I'm always going to be myself. Um, I'm just here to share my side. This is my story. This is me. Um, I'm not here to, you know, say this is the only way to do it or the way we're doing it is right, but this is how we are doing it. Um, and I just hope I could help people down the road. I try to lead kind of by example. Um, and I just think it's good, man. I just think it's good to have a positive black family, have the spotlight, like, Cheyenne and I do and it's just good man honestly you know I'm super proud of the network and it just feels good man all right yo all right Corey. <laughs> I have to. We, you've been you've been yeah. fun but let's get into this rapid fire right quick yo what's the best tv show uh, you've ever been on the best the real world real world okay changed my life made me analyze who I am as a person and I grew a lot from that show Best advice for anyone wanting to go on reality TV, on reality TV. Um, my best advice for anyone trying to go on reality TV is one, you got to be yourself. And two, you miss every shot you don't take. You know, if I never sat on my computer and put in 150 words to the real world page, I wouldn't be where I am today. Mm. You know, so you got to take that shot, man. You're going to miss every shot you don't take. So keep shooting. There you go. Nice, nice, nice. Let's keep it a little, let's, let's have it be a little bit softer. I'm trying to get you okay. vulnerable so I can hit you right quick, right? That's how I learned from ETV. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. What's All the right. cutest things that your daughters do? The cutest thing, um, I love watching them play together. You know, that that's kind of new. Mila just laughs at anything Ryder does. Ryder could be sitting there doing a dance and Mila's cracking up at her. Like, you could just tell that sister connection that they have. And, uh, yeah. It's got to be when the girls interact with each other, for sure. Love All it. right. Next one is, I'll, I don't want to get you in trouble now, but would you ever be okay. The Bachelor if they asked you? If I want my head taken off my body. <laughs> <laughs> and if I don't want dinner tonight, I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> but, you know, nah, I mean, I wouldn't really fit. Hypothetically, day, you're single. You're like, single, yeah, hypothetically? Yeah. Yeah. Still, I want my <laughs> dinner tonight, buddy. <laughs> no, I just no, I really want to go on Survivor, man. I'm a big show of that. Uh, I'm a big fan of that show. So, um, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, speaking of Survivor, let me ask you another one. Three things that you could take on that deserted island. What would you choose? Think like naked and afraid. Three oh, yeah. Naked and afraid all day. I'm going to take a fire starter. <laughs> okay. I'm going to take a tarp. And then I'm going to take, I've seen people do some weird things with duct tape, but I'm not good with duct tape like that. But I'm going to take probably uh, some sort of net. So I'm going to be eating my salmon or my fish. I'm going to stay dry during the night. 
and I'm going to have my fire. And I'm good to go, man. There you go right there. You heard it first. Corey, yep. appreciate having you on, bro. Heard it first. Thank you, man. Appreciate hey, you guys having me. Yeah, yep. man. Thank you for coming on. Make Appreciate sure you guys you. check out Double Agents. Make sure y'all go check out that YouTube. <laughs> I need those YouTube subscribers, man. The Wharton family on YouTube. We got new videos coming out. And uh, go ahead and follow the Instagram. And appreciate you, fellas. Thank you, guys. Sure. All right, bro. Take care, <laughs> man. Yeah. Have a good one. I think we need more time with Corey because he's been on TV, what, for eight years now? He's like Some he's 22 media to trained. 29. Yeah, he's he's very, very media trained. And I appreciate it because I want to learn from it. But at the same time, I'm like, bro, I know it wasn't that good to or that easy, shall I say, to intertwine the, the co-mingling of the relationships. I wanted us to learn yeah. and, you know, and our fans to learn. To all of our listeners out there, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. And we have to give a big thanks, of course, to Corey Wharton. Corey, thanks for being so open with us today, buddy. Definitely. So I appreciate that. You know, we always love to hear your opinions, your stories and your insights. So please don't forget to like, comment, follow, message us on social at Talking It Out BN. That's at Talking It Out B as in Bachelor in as a nation on IG, Facebook and Twitter. And as always, baby, come on now. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, The Wondery app or wherever you listen to right now. If you're a real one, don't DM me no more, baby. Subscribe.